everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? Real quick, my friends, go get my new book. It's called The Power to Publish. And it's at the top of the page of zbooks.co at the link, my new book. And it's going to help you with all of your self-publishing needs. Okay, back to that podcast. Welcome, John McAfee, the most interesting man in the internet. It's an honor to have you here. It's, it's an honor to be on. Thank you very much for inviting me. I, I know we, um, our fathers have crossed paths. He, my father used to work at Lockheed, and I heard you worked at Lockheed, too, for a while. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, in fact, I worked um, uh, on black programs huh. while at Lockheed. That was my only experience with black programs. Those are the programs that are so deep. Up the ass of the government that this don't exist. <laughs> um, you know, those military things that um, you know uh, have existed for 25 years, um, mm. and the government finally says, "Oh, look what we just produced." No, this has been operating for 25 years. I've seen this. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So even yeah, even with black programs at Lockheed. Yeah. Um, Thank God, I just dropped all of that mm. and turned entrepreneur. Right? Because after yeah. I left Lockheed, I I immediately started McAfee. Um, ah, okay. I, I, couldn't, yeah. I couldn't put up with the bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Big corporations. It seems uh, inevitable that there's going to be the BS and the big dumb company syndrome. So, uh, yeah. Um, how? So how did you, I mean, we know you were a, an antivirus uh, a professional and expert, but how do you become so good at it that uh, everybody else, like even Google, shakes in their boots? What do you mean? How did you get so good at being a, an antivirus uh, expert? I invented the first antivirus mm -hmm. software. Yeah. I was, there was no such thing. The, the world's first computer virus popped on the screen um, in the fall of 1987. It was called the Pakistani Brain Computer <laughs> Virus. Yeah. Uh, and it took the world by storm and by surprise because no one had ever dreamed. It was the first piece of living AI. That was the first uh, computer virus. What was its job? To stay alive as long as possible and to infect as many other things as it could while it was alive. Well, isn't that the, isn't that the mandate of all living beings on this earth, right? Yeah. Propagate, survive, and propagate. I mean, if you don't think that's the case, huh? look what people will do when they're starving. Or look what anybody will do to get a piece of ass, uh, <laughs> which is what? Uh, the propagation drive, uh, in effect, please. And that's what these things were. Mm -hmm. um, and it, 
I found out about it two days after I think two researchers at Harvard took the thing apart and said, oh my God, look at this. And so uh, I got a copy immediately, took it apart, and I was in awe going, fuck me to have created something that feeds on all this work that we have all been doing back into the history and beginning of, of computers. And I was there at that time, by the way, at the beginning. Um, and um, something has just sprung out of the minds of two brothers, by the way, in Lahore, Pakistan, who yeah. owned a computer repair shop, the Crazy. Pakistani brain. Yeah. But I, I looked at this thing, and I was in awe. Um, in awe. And so as soon as I saw how they had done it, I thought, well, that's trivial. I figured out instantly how you could stop it, kill it, and put everything back together again. Yeah. Um, so I wrote that program, put it out on bulletin board systems for free. And um, two weeks later, I had two or three million users of that program all you know, sending me messages and, and uh, please help this. But and, and I knew, well, it, was like, it sounds like a headache. Um, I'd rather go back to Lockheed or you know, take this as an opportunity to step away from what I've been wanting to step away from for 25 fucking years. And so I stepped away. That's cool. Yeah, it's one of those decisions, right? You, uh, to go on your own or have the comfort of a big, a big dumb company, a big corporation. It's it, comfort is a really powerful thing. So you had the security of, of the big one, but you decided to be an entrepreneur and you go your own way. So that's pretty cool. All right. Since I'm going to jump around in the questions, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, What's the first thing you would do if you were elected president? Uh, <laughs> what's the first thing I would do if I was God? Be the same thing. I mean, no <laughs> chance in hell that I'll ever be president on John McAfee. Um, uh, number two, I don't think it matters who the president is. Mm. Our system is broken, people. It's like an automobile with a frozen steering wheel. That automobile doesn't give a flying fuck who's sitting in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the deep it's state, frozen. huh? Yes. And, and so I, I wouldn't want the job. Um, I don't know why anybody would want the job. But what was the rest of your question? I was going to answer well, that. Well, um, you were running for the libertarian ticket, right? Uh, you have a website, yes, yes. McAfee 2020. Yes, yes, yes. And now it says, yes. don't vote McAfee. It's always said, don't vote McAfee. Oh, okay. Listen, okay, this is the second time. <laughs> I ran also in 2016. Yeah. And I came in third for nomination in the Libertarian Party. And that was my first foray into politics. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. So, um, so no, I made I made a little impact, and and that's all I'm here for is to make another little impact. Um, 
you know, I'm 74, don't have too many more impacts to make. And, well, if you um, hang out with Ray Kurtzmeyer, you might live to be 174. You just have to take 100 pounds hope, per day. God, I hope not. <laughs> I fucking hope not, please. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Okay. No, let's, let's just... Let's just move on. Okay. I, well, I was watching I the... Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No, I was watching the, uh, uh, the libertarian debates from 2016, and they were asking some funny questions. Well, interesting questions. But I, they didn't ask the question I wanted to know. If, uh, could you finish this sentence, please? If the founding fathers were alive today... Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah. If the founding fathers were alive today, they would unfortunately have no more influence on the course of the events hmm. which is unfolding hmm. than would anyone on this earth. It's like a waterfall, people. The goddamn water's coming down, all right? It's hmm. fucking coming down. Um, and you know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, nor even the Benjamin Franklin, and all his clones. Hmm. He chased more skirts, by the way, than any man in Benjamin Franklin? Oh, good God almighty. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six women a day, even when he was in his 70s, people. So, no, no, no. Yeah, he was a skirt chaser. Anyway, That's even not even him. Not even him, right. you know, could could do anything. Hmm. We're out of control, people. What needs to happen is the collapse that might be happening right now around us. The governments and all of their fear hmm. for the people, and all of our fear. Um, but whatever it is, it is fear in one side or the other. I promise you this. I locked ourselves in our houses and one third of the entire planet, one third of the planet is in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, go, I saw one of your tweets. We go into our homes. We go into yeah. our homes because they tell yeah. us to. Yeah. Yeah. You tweeted that out. It says the FBI, the, no, the, the FBI is asking Congress to grant emergency powers to detain someone indefinitely in case of emergency, the constitution will be replaced soon by a police state. I was talking to my friend in Oregon just two days ago and he said the military's out there. I don't know what that means, the military's out there, but it didn't sound good, you know? Well, well, listen, here's my recent experience is I can't come back to America ever, people, we need to get that straight. Uh, um, (laughs) But that doesn't mean I can't experience some shit. Spain, which now has surpassed, um, um, oh, even uh, China uh, mm-hmm. in number of deaths, okay, went on lockdown two weeks ago, one day after we arrived in Spain to visit friends. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good timing. Lockdown? Let me good tell you timing. what, real lockdown is people not allowed out for any fucking reason other than you are ill and must go to the hospital or you need emergency food Hmm. and that's it 
and you better be having a perfect receipt uh, permit for one of those things. Two people in a car, you're going to get arrested. You get closer than one meter to anybody in public. I don't care if it's your fucking wife. You get arrested. I mean, it's some <laughs> serious fucking shit that went down there. How did you get out um, of there? Listen, I can't tell you exactly. Oh, okay. But I am an escape artist. When I come, listen, how many countries, please, will you Google me? Have I escaped from? <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's start with Belize, Guatemala, yeah. the Bahamas, Cuba, even though they gave me 72 hours to get out of town. <laughs> this was last year. <laughs> Dominican Republic, and they had us in jail for four fucking days just <laughs> eight months ago, people. We were in a Dominican Republic jail. Um, yeah, so, so no, I'm an escape artist of the highest order. <laughs> cool. And we, we escaped, we escaped that. Mm-hmm. So now uh, after a week, I'm going, listen, you, you are they going to have to please um, strangle me while I'm sleeping uh, <laughs> or escape with me because I'm putting up with this, not a second longer. <laughs> and devised an escape plan, and here we are. <laughs> no, <it feels laughs> yeah. good. So, but along that line, I was talking to a federal lawyer from Texas, and he was the guy who was defending the gun shop owners who got caught up in Fast and Furious with uh, the marvelous Eric Holder and his buddy Obama. And the way, what I got from that was that the federal government, when you're at that level of bureaucracy, it's impenetrable and it's a different set of laws and there's, you just have no chance. Do you have an idea how we could break a bureaucracy like that? Well, yes. (laughs) In fact, I, I'm, I sometimes question looking at history and the, and the 74 years I've been on this earth and the shit that I've seen people do and, and, and not do uh, and accept uh, and sometimes reject. Um, we're in an age of acceptance. <laughs> we accept the, uh, the reality of our lives. Uh, we might be uh, married to a spouse that seven years ago we loved and we were on clouds and wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Slowly, step by step, pasa a pasa, it disintegrated into a sameness, a habituated. Um, cool hell and your job may be no different for some of you 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 wake up on Monday morning conflicted hate to go back to work but can't spend another second at home with your family Um, and you've structured your life so that you don't even have to see each other I mean uh, maybe you play golf on the weekends and she's in a bridge club. And the rest of the time you're working late. Um, the reality or not, nevertheless late. And you see each other very seldom. Uh, this one, you 
expected of your life when you were that six-year-old or seven-year-old child prancing around waiting to the times i can't wait to be an adult uh, and be free uh, and he's sure i am positive could not have imagined your current existence as freedom from the perspective of that six or seven year old child my children what has happened to you <laughs> complacency reach, huh? yes yeah, with yeah, the if government. i could reach through the screen and grab you off by the throat and shake you wake you up please god this is real life i, I think i think somehow the, the smartphones and social media uh, and the time spent looking at the phone and looking at the real world around you is getting way way unbalanced in favor of the social media um that somehow the line between the real and the unreal is getting blurred because you are living a real fucking life and if the electricity plug is pulled which it will please wake the fuck up before armageddon is coming in one way or another maybe with mass murders but mass collapses of society and all the shit you've been depending upon software and hardware your latest uh, bendable phones. Oh, by the way, are they any good? I mean, the, the new uh, Samsung Fold as a screen, they say actually folds. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it works more than I have no months. idea. Me either. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got, I got sidetracked on this. And then no, where this gadget's no longer mm -hmm. <coughs> function. And you laugh at that. You go, oh, ha, 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 ha. Wait till you see how fragile our society is, people. And wait until you see just two weeks of world lockdown, what that does on the world economy. <laughs> you will see and understand. We're going to see it. Fragile, how fragile this fucking world is. Yeah. And you damn well better get that line straight between what's real and what's not because even though your eyes are not on your screen or the tv your mind is on what that shit has told you that's how you perceive the world the television is your sixth sense ah the sense of television which gives me information and truth about everywhere in the world no no, it's a fucking parasite on your mind. Else it wouldn't be there. It's in a, any case, I'm rambling. Yeah, no, but um, that's going in the show notes. It's a parasite on your mind, you know, because I'm in Germany and I deal with people every day who ask me the stupidest questions about America because they saw some garbage in TV. But, but the internet is one plug they're not going to pull. I, they might do a lockdown and all that, but I don't think they'd ever pull that plug because that's, uh, you know, that's the mind control thing, you know? 
Was, was tun Sie in Deutschland? What? Sorry? Was machen Sie in Deutschland? Ah, I'm, uh, ich arbeite bei einem riesen Multi-Death Company, eine Firma, den Namen errate ich Ihnen nicht, aber... Äh, I couldn't hear the name of the company, a, a rock. A, a, a huge multi-death company, a big corporation, a big corporation. I've still got my day job too, so... Um, okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, Good. yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say the name right now, but... <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of the time trying to guess it. Um, <laughs> I can see you are, and I can see... Mm -hmm. I know one thing for sure, you are a patriot of the highest order. I mean, yeah, you have positions, you have positions, you have, hang on, you have yeah. positions, uh, your, your entire screen and, and image so that that flag is perfectly centered. Yeah. Uh, is it not? So now, yeah. Correct. I'm saying that that did not happen by happenstance, no, that it no. meant something to you. And if it meant something to you, then you are somewhat patriotic. Correct. Yes, I'm mistaking something. No, no, no. You're correct. You're right. So, um, but what I wanted to ask you was about breaking the bureaucracy in Washington, D.C. And that's what we were going on about because, number one, how do we dismantle the IRS? Isn't it unconstitutional? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yes, of course. But see, they hear... Here's the problem, people. When we talk about unconstitutional, mm -hmm. when we use the word illegal, you need to understand that these words have no meaning anymore in the true power structure mm -hmm. that exists in America and what part we, the citizens, play in that structure doesn't exist for us. It exists for them if necessary, although yeah. they seem to deem most of it unnecessary, do they not? Um, yeah, it's like you said, when they, they need it, they use it, or when they, 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 they use it. So, so if we're talking about a legal recourse, <laughs> who are the gods of the law? Well, them, not us, not the citizens. I promise you, people, I've got them on the run and in hiding uh, from bizarre uh, applications of law uh, that the U.S. government is, is, is trying to apply to silence me. Oh, here's one, fraud. <coughs> Tax fraud. No. <laughs> All right, so now, admittedly, I haven't paid taxes in 10 years. And, and neither have I tried to hide it from anybody. All right. Uh, and if you look at the letter of the law, I don't have to. However, if I don't, the IRS is allowed to come in and do whatever they want. All right, I'm taking a house, your car, your dog, your wife, if she's pretty, all of your clothes. I'm leaving you a pair of shoes and underwear. That's it. So they can do that shit. But that's fine. They didn't. Not for eight years. Not until... I started speaking on national stages, telling people how you don't have to pay taxes either. 
use cryptocurrency, privacy coins, and distributed exchanges. <laughs> You'll never have to worry about another tax for the rest yeah. of your days. No. And so that that's when it turned bad. So what they did is charge me and, and Janice, because she's with me, my wife, with tax fraud. Now, if you understand law at all, fraud is what? Lying or deceiving in order to gain. How could I have lied or deceived anything at all? Because I haven't said anything at all. I didn't file. There were no words or numbers on any piece of paper saying, oh, I made this much or I didn't. I'm going, fuck you, I'm not saying. <laughs> yeah. And yet, that's fraud now. Now, if this were some, you know, unequivocally unimportant case, I might get some justice in the local or state court. Okay. But no, no, we're up against the monster trying to eat me. And the only way it's ever going to get its claws around my neck is to win <laughs> legally. Yeah. And so you think they won't? Of course they will. They're going to find the judges, the right ones, the right times, the ones that are up for re-election. Fuck me, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Did you know that um, the Obama administration or Obama himself gave Edward Snowden the death sentence? Because what most people don't know is that there's a before every trial, there's a pretrial. And they already defined which way Edward Snowden was going to be tried and under which laws. And then the federal court they were going to send him to has a 100% conviction rate. So it's railroading. You know? No, 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 okay. Well, listen, let me tell you from my and Janice's personal experience in January of last year, January 22nd, um, the, uh, the, the Justice Department on behalf of the IRS convened a grand jury. This is how I found out about this shit, right? Yeah. A, a grand jury uh, to charge Janice and I with tax fraud. Now, Grand juries are top secret. Why? Because if word gets out that someone might be charged, <clears throat> the people, especially if it's a grand jury, I mean, this is an important person or a seriously important crime. You don't get grand juries from, you know, nothing. Divorce cases. In any case, so um, in a grand jury, by the way, and I did find out, we did escape three, four days before uh, the grand jury was even convened, took our yacht and left America. That's the last we've been back to America. In any case, that's a tiny story and uh, insignificant. What is significant is the grand jury system. Now, do you know how it works? The prosecutor decides, okay, we have a seriously important case here. Um, we have to do this right. We can't just go and charge this man with a crime. We have to have a group of citizens called the grand jury, and we will present the evidence and let those citizens go, well, fuck yes, try his ass, right? <laughs> um, now, in a grand jury, only the prosecutor is allowed to present evidence. <laughs> Neither the person being charged 
their attorneys are allowed to know even that it's happening. They can, however, subpoena both me and my attorney. And if they subpoena me, I'm not allowed to bring an attorney with me. So they can, they can grill me. They can question me even they want without even telling me what I'm there for. Do you know what the grand jury conviction rate is? Yeah, 100%. Over, huh? Well, it's, it's over 99%. Yeah, yeah. It's over 99%. So, and here's what happens. The grand jury convicts, uh, doesn't call it convicts, it's even worse, indicts. Uh, yeah. 12 men and women, honest citizens, indicted uh, John McAfee and Janice. And at, at the indictment, you're always arrested. Why? Because it makes good press for the Justice Department. You know, you're coming out of your house with <laughs> going, what the fuck? But you know what's happening? Do you understand? This has all been secret. Well, <laughs> not with me, dudes. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Number one, I, I, I did invent computer security. The McAfee antivirus was the world's first <laughs> computer security company. And it's still the largest, I believe. Um, you think you can keep a secret from me <laughs> if it's something I'm interested in? And listen, I'm not blowing my horn. I mean, there's 10,000 others like me on this planet who could say exactly the same thing. This will always be the problem of those in power. As long as we, the people, can still get the truth. Well, <laughs> what else do yeah. we need? Nothing. I'm just trying to get the truth to as many as possible. Anyway, I think we're out of time. Okay. My apologies. Okay. No, one I more question this. or are we going to hit the road? Okay, one more question. Then. What Since is the future of internet security and privacy? Well, <laughs> It has to be an improvement because right now we have none of either. If you think we have any privacy, then you, you need to understand the architecture of this little device you carry around called your phone. Its architecture is there to do one thing, spy on you. Now, it's not spying, it's not the purpose of why we build it, of course not is the gathering of marketing data to assist you and make your life easier. <laughs> we know you like sushi. Yeah. We know that you haven't eaten in five hours. There's a sushi restaurant across the street. Why don't you just walk across the street, chow down on sushi, and then give them customer code number 117. You'll get a 10% discount, and I'll get $50 for just sitting on my goddamn ass and thinking up this idea. So. That this is why it was created. However, you can choose not to go into the sushi restaurant. You can choose not to buy those brown loafers, which really did look good, but suspiciously uh, showed up uh, 15 seconds after you'd whispered, uh, hey baby, could you give me brown loafers for my birthday? 
Then it suddenly had on top of my screen, uh, brown movements around the corner, uh, 25 feet, second store on the right. Yes. Uh, that makes life easy. Unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> as with all things, that we allow those in power to take power over. It's never used for our benefit, is it? What do they use our, our spy devices for? Not so that they can help us go, oh, he's a citizen. Oh, wouldn't he great? He probably doesn't know that the road's closed down here. Let's tell him. No, no, nothing like that. It's like, what the fuck are our citizens doing? They're probably plotting against us, aren't they? Yes, fuck them. Fuck the fucking citizens. I know they're plotting. See, see, it's my goddamn suntan. Understand? They call me orange face, whatever. Fuck them. They're plotting. They're plotting. I need to know where every goddamn one is. All the time. And please, uh, compose myself. <laughs> Uh, that, that was the drug stalking on me. Uh, I am now composed. No bullshit, people. This is the way the world works. And you are, if you are not seeing right now, paranoia played out at a level beyond anything that's ever been leveled at me as paranoid, uh, then you're asleep at the wheel. You're on lockdown. We're at the verge of an economic collapse on proportions undreamed of in human history. Fuck me. It's you pretty tell heavy. Me something's not happening, all right? Yep. There you have it. That was it. And thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, John. It was I've... great talking to you. And all right. I'd like to talk to you again someday. You bet. Okay. We are recording John. All right. I'm, I'm sorry I made you record this again. No but problem. We were having a, a discussion uh, after um, the podcast. Hmm. And we were talking about security clearances. Here's what you need to understand, people. Uh, the clearance level is a top secret, isn't it? Top secret. I mean, there are allegations of fire things, but presidents get top secret. That doesn't mean you get to know jack shit. That just means that it's trustworthy up to the level of this or whatever you tell that son of a bitch, probably is not going to go too far, right? Um, doesn't mean you're going to tell him anything. Neither does it mean that if you just have a confidential, a security clearance, which is the entry level, less than that, the entry level, um, which still will grant you access to some serious shit um, that you're not going to know more than the president. Why? It's because of a magic invented by those behind the fucking curtain. We're talking about Wizard of Oz people times. I mean, to 15 orders of magnitude. No, I mean, beyond, almost to infinity. We're talking about some serious spider web shit here. It's called need to know.
Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? You mentioned your dad was in the, you, so he will understand. <clears throat> Top secret clearance means mm. jack shit. Confidential guy might know more than anybody. Why? Because you need to know is, is absolutely in lockstep with your value to the organization. And it doesn't matter if you're a goddamn drug dealer, as I was. It doesn't matter if you <laughs> cheated on all your wives, which I did. It doesn't matter that anything. Now, what mattered was, uh, okay, <laughs> they gave me a confidential clearance. They had to give me something, else I couldn't get through the door. <laughs> you got to have a clearance. I give a shit if you're into a secure black program, a program that does not exist, for example, which I worked on. Um, you got to have a clearance, so it doesn't matter which, which level. The ones inside, it's um, need to know. You know, <laughs> so, uh, and I was always working on the most exciting shit because I was the computer dude for Lockheed. I mean, I've always been a mathematician. My brain functions strangely. It's, it's like I see my program creations in three dimensions, literally, and all the connections at once and the shape. And People say I'm crazy um, or lying. Um, maybe I did single-handedly for many months from my own coding hands build the world's largest computer security company. I must have some degree of talent, right? <laughs> How I express that? Oh, fuck that shit. In any case, what, where are we off? Oh, yes, we're on security clearances. Yeah. Um, so I was always on the most exciting projects. And people, because everybody wants to know, right? Wants to know. And with mine, I'm only supposed to report to one person, right? Mm -hmm. That's my immediate case manager right up here. So... Anybody else who comes to me, no, I don't have to talk to him about what I choose to divulge because apparently I've only got confidential security clearance. So whatever it is I know, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> who knows it? Do you understand the beauty of all of this? Listen, I was the one that decided need to know because listen, you wanna know about what I'm doing? Well, you show what the fuck you were doing. You don't have any need to know. And you go, yeah, yeah, well, but, but, but no. I'm only coming down for my boss. You got it? Clear? Fuck you. No. So you make these deals. Mm -hmm. Pretty soon I knew everything. That's the stupidity of this. Nobody knows. I mean, and nobody knows who truly controls the CIA. Mm -hmm. We all know one thing. It sure as fuck is not <laughs> the dude appointed by the president. <laughs> Do you know, by the way, I have many friends in the CIA. 
Do you know what the CIA calls presidents? Wonderful, wonderful term. They're what, called what? transients. Oh, yeah, yeah. Transients, that's the name for them. Now, yeah. do you think, <laughs> and they are, they're there for eight years, max four, yeah, maybe. Exactly. They're gone. They're unimportant to the CIA. <laughs> so they're sure as fuck not going to let a president do anything to interfere with what it is they're doing, right? Yeah. Anyway, I've run over time. Thank you very much. That's, that's fine, John. You can talk as long as you want. Uh, listen, my voice is really ragged, though. Okay. Thank you. Thanks again. I look forward to talking to you another time someday. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, my friends, if you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember, please go to iTunes and upload this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top.